Dare to be Damien here on TalkShoe.com as well as SoundCloud.com, the sports show that forgets he's a sports show. You can find me on Twitter at Dare to be Damien. I took a small break from talking about sports and I started going into pro wrestling talk, but something crossed my docket in terms of sports that really got me out of, out of my seat and really started to tick me off. Now, it's not about the NBA playoffs. It's not about the NHL playoffs or baseball or the upcoming football season. What I like to talk about, as anyone knows who's heard me before, is these big picture sports topics. Now, this has more to do with something I'm annoyed by. I don't want to say the term grind my gears because that's been beat you know, down to the ground, beaten with a dead horse or whatever. However the hell the analogy goes. What's really irking me now is this generational divide in sports. What am I talking about? You know, there's these old-timey ways in sports. There's these old-fashioned viewpoints and mythologies in sports that people want for other athletes and other sports fans to abide by. And I grew up a fan of sports in the 80s and 90s when I was a youth. And I had this hero worship of teams. And I didn't know behind the curtain. I didn't see behind the curtain. But I do know from my experiences working you know, with certain sports figures, as well as my own foray into the wrestling world, there's a lot going on behind the scenes that not a lot of us are made privy to. But I'm getting so sick and so tired of this generational divide of sports or in sports. It's really something I'm getting tired of. And I can't enjoy it. I can't enjoy sports anymore. It's sort of, it's sort of like how I can't enjoy football without reminiscing about the movie Concussion. Albeit Will Smith's acting was completely horrible and his attempt at an accent was damn near comical. But again, these generational divides are getting ridiculous. I mean, you have the NBA in terms of all these former Hall of Famers, Charles Barkley, Oscar Robertson, complaining about the way the Warriors are playing T-Mac. You know, the other day on ESPN talking about how the NBA is watered down, how a team like the Warriors couldn't beat the Bulls. And that's good for historical arguments. And I'm all for the historical argument and, and the debate topic. That's great. But what really chaps my hide is the fact that people want to chime in and talk about how today's athletes need to stick to a rule book of sorts. And a little less in the NBA and more so toward Major League Baseball. I'm getting really frustrated with these unwritten rules of baseball where, again, they're unwritten, but if you don't carry yourselves in a certain manner or if you act a certain way while playing on the field, God forbid you enjoy playing baseball, you'll face repercussions. Either you'll get hit by a pitch, either you'll get targeted by another team, you'll get blacklisted by your own team, because I remember, I'm a Mets fan, so I remember a few years back, the Mets had a hotshot prospect by the name of Lastings Millage, who hit a home run, uh, I want to say in his first major league start, and when he got back to the clubhouse, he hot-dogged it a little bit. You know, he was a little bit of a showboat, hot dog. But when he got back to the clubhouse, apparently, you know, they were waiting for him. They left some disparaging things in his locker, you know, showing him that he's not all he's cracked up to be. He needs to show some respect for the game. And now you have, like last year, with the Jose Batista bat flip heard around the world. And a lot of people have chimed in, chimed in over that, including Goose Gossage, the former Yankees closer, 
talking about that it's a disgrace to the game and, and people like Bryce Harper, who, who sh- admittedly, he does rub some people the wrong way, but he shows emotion while on the field. And I have no problem with any athlete showing emotion. I don't. It seems like a lot of the older fans or the older players want people to act a certain way. Now, we could talk about this in a generational construct. We can talk about this in a more future-oriented thought process. And it's a grander scheme and a grander scale. But when we boil it down to sports, the Bryce Harpers, the Jose Batistas, if you're not if you're not familiar what I'm talking about, the Jose Batista bat flip occurred in last season's MLB playoffs against the Texas Rangers. He hit a game, for all intents and purposes, a game-winning home run. He threw his bat in exultation, admired the home run shot, but he looked as if he was the happiest man in the universe. I didn't have a problem with it when I first saw it. Everyone who was chiming in talking about he's a punk, he's got no respect for the game. You know what? Shut up. Shut up. You, you sound like a more souped up version of Clint Eastwood's Walt Kowalski from Gran Torino. The grumpy, get off my lawn kind of guy. Listening to Dare to be Damien here on TalkShoe.com and SoundCloud.com. I'm really fed up and I, my hands up to above my head with all these, I don't want to say purists. I want to say these quote-unquote historians who want to uphold the the reaches of the game or the annals and the respect of the game. So let me get this straight. I hit a home run. I can't show any kind of emotion. If I get a game-winning hit, or even in basketball or in football, if I make a game-winning play, I'm not allowed to, to be happy and be proud of my accomplishment? Or is it one of those things where, oh, act like you've done it before. Oh, show some class. Respect the game. Look, these athletes respect the game enough that they're playing in the majors, right? Or in the pros. That respect, they're respecting the game every time they lace up their shoes or their cleats, put on their uniforms, and play a game. Admittedly, they get paid a lot of money to play a game. I'm not bemoaning that part. I'm bemoaning the fact that this is a story. Like, people are complaining about this. Cam Newton being being chastised for what happened in the Super Bowl last year in his post-game interview. I'm thinking about it now as I'm talking, and I'm slowing down because I'm just thinking about how grumpy and how upset he looked when he had to field questions from a litany, uh, uh, from a litany of, of media personnel and just people pretty much telling you or asking you, why'd you lose this game in 20 different ways? There's only so many ways a person who played in a Super Bowl or in a playoff game can verbalize how they felt after a game, especially after a loss. Now, in Batista's case, it was after a win, but that deals more with baseball and, like I said, their unwritten rules. Now, some of these unwritten rules are you can't admire a home run swing, you can't steal a base up eight runs or seven runs, Pretty much you can't make it about yourself. You have to make it about the team. But if you're the best player on the team, why can't you enjoy yourself? I can understand if I'm some scrub and I've never played the game and all of a sudden I hit a garbage time three-pointer like I'm some sort of trophy and I'm doing the discount double check. Who was it? The guy from the Knicks a few years back, Steve Novak. Every time he hit a three-pointer, he's throwing up the discount double check because he's from you know Wisconsin. That's a little much. But if you're in a playoff game and you hit a home run, 
and and you win a game. Look at Joe Carter in the 1993 World Series. Nobody complained when he hit that home run off of Mitch Richmond. No, sorry, not Mitch Richmond. Wrong sport. Mitch Williams. No one complained. They said, look at the joy. When Kirk Gibson in 1988 hits that pinch hit home run off Dennis Eckersley. No one complained about the fact that he's pumping his fist rounding the bases. Why do we care now? And yeah, the Texas Ranger yesterday, if you haven't been watching, I'm sure there's plenty of memes out on the internet of Jose Bautista getting popped in the mouth because that was the Texas Rangers way of retaliating against Jose Bautista. Really? Because he was happy to hit a home run. Earlier this week, I, I heard John Lackey, the Chicago Cubs, reference someone that he gave a home run up to, and I forget the person's name, so forgive me. And he was saying something to the effect of, oh, I have a long memory, so I won't forget that. So basically, you're making veiled threats against another person, and that's okay in baseball. For a pitcher to make threats against a hitter in baseball to say, I'm going to see you down the road. And it's okay to drill them because that's part of the unwritten rules. Now, they don't want you going for the head. They would rather you drill somebody in the ribs or in the back. But, you know, high and inside, that's a little touchy subject. But you don't hear people complaining about that. See, I'm starting to get really irked even more as I talk about this. But I want people to let me know how they feel on Twitter at DareToBeDamien. You can always hit me up at DareToBeDamien at gmail.com. Let me know if I'm being too young, too emo in a sense, or even too much a millennial in my thought process about the way that old timers view current sports and current athletes and, and the amount of, of joy and, and exaltation they share. When we come back, I'm going to keep talking about this. I got another segment or two left in me to keep talking about this. As you can tell, my voice is really pumped up because I was going to let this die, but it brought me back to want to talk about this. So dare to be Damien, talkshoe.com, soundcloud.com. Welcome back to dare to be Damien talkshoe.com as well as soundcloud.com. We're talking unwritten rules. We're talking generational divides. I, I, I was so hyped up last segment that I, I didn't even know if I was going to keep going with this segment just because I was afraid I was going to cross some sort of line, sort of like an athlete, because heaven forbid I show some sort of emotion on my own show. But I took a deep breath during the break and I wanted to not even play devil's advocate, but I'm trying to see it on both sides. Now, from what I've seen and what I've heard, it seems that there's a fine line between showman and show-off. Certain athletes can get away with showing some sort of emotion or reaction while others can't. And I'm more inclined to ask the question, why? Because that's my favorite question in the world to ask anybody is why. Why is it okay if David Big Poppy Ortiz belts a three-run homer in the bottom of the seventh of the seventh inning in a regular season game and drops the bat, puts his arms up, or looks happy, but someone like Yasiel Puig of the Dodgers can throw someone out from right field to home without a bounce, 
pump his fist and he's hot dogging. Or if someone, like I said, like the lastings millage example I used earlier, why is that okay? Is it because he's an established veteran? Someone like David Ortiz is established and he has rings, you know, Jordan could stick his tongue out and dunk on people and give you the death stare. But Lance Stevenson can't do that of the Los, uh, formerly of the Los Angeles Clippers. Lance Stevenson can't do that. I wonder why. Is it just really boiling down to rings? Is it cultural? I started to think, hey, a lot of the complaining is from people or, or players in baseball that were raised in Latin America. But that can't be it either because people get annoyed at Bryce Harper because they call him a jerk. Jonathan Papelbaum, whenever he, the closer of the Washington Nationals, whenever he saves a ball game, he acts like he just won the World Series. No one complains about that. They just call him a gamer. Oh, yes, admittedly, Papelbaum has been known to be a jerk, same as Bryce Harper. But by all accounts, is Jose Batista known as a jerk? This reminds me of a, a player back in the 90s, a pitcher from the Los Angeles Dodgers by the name of Carlos Perez, a left-hander. He, you know, he was the brother of, what is it, Pascual Perez and Melito Perez. Now, whenever he struck somebody out, he would have that flair for the dramatic, like throwing up his arm like Olay kind of thing, or like, yeah, whenever he th- garnered a strikeout. Now, he flamed out, but before he flamed out, there was a lot of complaining and whining about every time he struck out someone, he looks like he's winning the World Series or he's showing emotion. Again, is it because a player who's garnered rings or championships is okay to do that, is okay to pull that kind of stuff, but someone like Carlos Perez, formerly of the Los Angeles Dodgers, can't do something like that? Where's the line? Showman show off. Remember when Randy Moss pulled his pants down in that mooning, that fake mooning when he scored at Lambeau Field? That's a line for me. Maybe I got one foot in the millennial pool and one grumpy foot on the lawn. But for me, that's a line. And I know a lot of people find that to be disrespectful. Like Joe Buck says, that is disgusting or that is disrespectful or something like that. See me, I'm a different cat. It can't be cultural with me because every time I've accomplished something and, you know, granted, it's not in the realm of athleticism or anything like that, but I've gotten achievements, I've gotten promotions, I've gone places that someone of my ilk back in the day would never, people wouldn't think I'd amount to anything, but I don't jump up and down, I don't get pumped up, I get internally pumped up, I channel my energy a lot differently in a sense, my father raised me not to quote unquote advertise, not to make it about me, but just be proud of who I am and keep it moving. Again, I don't care that an athlete does that. I care when Randy Moss pulls his pants down, fakes to do the mooning, you know, to the fans of, of Green Bay. That's repulsive. But I don't care that Cam Newton dabbed during the season when he scored a touchdown. He's the MVP. You could do that. The old adage is if you got a problem with someone, Stop them, right? Stop them from doing what they're doing. And I'm not talking about drilling Jose Batista or anyone in the ribs with a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. Strike them out. Get them out in a big spot in football. Look what the Denver Broncos did. They stopped Cam Newton. He didn't win the the Super Bowl. That's the ultimate way to stop someone. 
listening again to Dare to be Damien here on TalkShoe.com and SoundCloud.com. That is the way to stop someone from showing off or showing out. That's the whole, that's the old adage. And that's one of the things I actually agree with in terms of the old school way of thinking. You don't like someone mouthing off, someone like Ocho Cinco back in the day or T.O. going on the star. Hey, I don't recall the player that knocked him out when he went on the star, when he played for the Niners, when he tried to do the preening on the Dallas star. I'm not a Cowboys fan, but you know what? You deserve, he deserved to get cold cocked. Anyone who does that deserves to get clocked. Because you're not disrespecting, not even, you're not respecting the game. You're making it about you and only you, like you're the only one that's playing the game. And again, you can probably sense my my tonal shift, but it's not a shift completely. It's more of a, it's the playoffs, going back to the Batista thing, or Stephen Curry dropping 50, or what he did to Portland when he dropped 40 in his first game back from injury. Right then and there, Those are moments to show emotion. Those are moments to come out of your skin and to let one out and to be proud of what you accomplished. But for these old timers, man, for the, for these goose gossages of the world to come out and talking about you're a punk, you're a disgrace to the game. There's no place for it. For all these old school players to come out and say, oh, the unwritten rules, the unwritten rules of baseball and to hide behind them. Shut up. I'm gonna borrow. I'm gonna borrow a quick phrase that I used in my previous podcast with my friend, the nice one or the good one. Here's two minutes to shut the f- up, okay? Because I'm tired of it. That's part of the reason I don't like watching sports anymore. It's not the braggadocia. It's not the people who are look at me first. It's not the showing off or the showing out. It's the fact that I'm so sick and tired of people complaining that athletes, especially younger athletes, are being successful. And that's not how you play the game. And all the other crap. Stop, man. Just just knock it off. Again, I'm trying to play devil's advocate. I'm trying to see it on your end. But you guys are making it really difficult for someone like me to actually enjoy it. And enjoy listening to sports and, and getting into the sports debate. And I always welcome sports debates. Again, on Dare to be Damien on Twitter. Damien.gracia at gmail.com. Dare to be Damien at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts and your feelings about these topics, man. But again, I'm still, I'm still annoyed and, and it's been two segments and this is still something that I am annoyed at. Why do people, especially older fans or older former players complain about today's generation? It can't just be about the money. You're jealous about the money. It can't be about the fact that they're not playing the game you used to. Is that what it is? Is it just playing you're a hater? From what I've heard, that Tom Brady's one of the biggest trash talkers on the field. No one says anything. So so what? You don't think Derek Jeter, in all of his Derek Jeterness, yeah, he handled himself humbly and didn't really do much. Sort of like the Tim Duncan effect. Yeah, Tim Duncan didn't have to pump his fist and get exacerbated but that's just personality i think it's a personality thing and you're talking to a psychology major a guy who has a master's in psychology it's a personality trait again it's a lot of different things some people express themselves by making it about them some people express themselves being happy by their accomplishments some people just express themselves with a quick little fist pump a la tiger woods and they keep it moving but why the hell do you old timers and you grumpy old men, and I'm not even targeting just old people, it's that mentality, the grumpy old man mentality. Why does it matter to you? 
Who is it hurting? Who is it killing? Is it eating bunnies? Are, are they burning down orphanages? I don't get the problem. So y'all let me know if I'm being too devil's advocate in this segment or in general, like if I'm being too soft-hearted. Do you feel athletes now are just too cocky for their own good, especially showing emotion on the field. And again, am I right in saying that athletes, given the circumstance, should show any kind of emotions they want because you know what? They earned it. So tweet me your questions. Dare to be Damien on Twitter, damien.grassi at gmail.com. We come back after this. I'm going to actually go back to a prediction I made. I'm going to switch gears to basketball. I'm not going to talk about a big picture thing. All I'm going to say is I kind of told you so, but I didn't even believe it. Find out what I'm talking about next. Dare to be DamienTalkShoe.com, SoundCloud.com. Welcome back to Dare to be Damien Talk Shoe and SoundCloud.com. I want to change it up a little bit this segment because I want to talk some NBA basketball and I'm going to have a little fun. I'm not the kind of guy that likes to say, I told you so, because then that would make me like the guys I'm talking about in the last segment. I'd be some braggadocious fold asshole or jerko, whatever way you want to describe me. But this is one of those times I'm going to smugly say, I told you so. Why am I saying it? Way back in February, I called it right after the trade deadline that the Toronto Drakes, I mean Raptors, were going to make the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, part of that's because the Eastern Conference sucked, but that's not going to get in the way of a good story. I called it, and for some odd reason, Miami, even though they were the better soap opera story, didn't come through in Game 7 getting blitzed in Toronto. Now, for some odd reason, watching this series, Bismack Biombo, yeah, that Bismack Biombo, the former ninth, I believe, overall pick of the formerly Charlotte Bobcats, has resembled a cross between Ben Wallace and Tyson Chandler. Who knew? And the artist formerly known as Patrick Patterson have resembled an actual front court in the absence of Jonas Valanciunas. Call me crazy, but I called it. Granted, I only called Lowry and DeRozan, and if you've seen last series, DeRozan still looks hurt. He doesn't look like himself. But think about this for a second. Not even the Damon Stoudemire-led Raptors teams not even Toronto Raptors teams with Vince Carty and Tr- Vince Carter, Carty, and Tracy McGrady made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. So yeah, I'm going to put my arms in the air. I'm going to pump up and say, yes, 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 like Daniel Bryan, because I called it. And to quote Damian Sandow, you're welcome. Now, don't get me wrong. <laughs> don't get me wrong. LeBron and company in Cleveland are going to probably run through Toronto in five. And if Toronto happens to win this series, I'll eat more vegetables, I promise. But it's nice for Toronto with last year with the Blue Jays and now with the Raps or the Raptors, however you want to nickname them, the Drakes, getting to the Eastern Finals. And it's nice to see a different team reach the Eastern Finals. Last year we had the Hawks. 
this year we got the Raps. Obviously, it's the same Cleveland team, but this time around, they got the whole band together. And they're pretty much going to cruise to the finals. So yeah, I'm looking forward, forward to the Western Conference Finals. I'm still rooting for Russell Westbrook, and I did go on record a few months ago and say I would rather have Russell Westbrook over Steph Curry. I'm still on the fence about that one, so don't jump down my throat on talk show and Twitter and on SoundCloud, but I honestly am looking forward to the Western Conference Finals. Some people are saying it's going to be Golden State in six. Some people are saying Golden State in five, but if it goes seven, would you really be surprised? I'd be really surprised again if the Raptors went to seven with Cleveland. But you never know. Crazier things have happened. Like I said, Bismack Biombo is resembling an actual NBA player. Who would have thought that would have ever happened? Toronto, you know you didn't. Knock it off. But it's nice to see him and like I said, Patrick Patterson. And I was going to call him Ruben Patterson. <laughs> Patrick Patterson actually resembling NBA players. And Valanchunas is not going to play in games one or two. He's very list. He's listed as out for game one and doubtful for game two. But I'm interested in seeing if Kevin Love is featured as the third scoring option for Cleveland, or is it going to be J.R. Smith, or is it going to be shooters by committee? Are they going to dictate back to this free-balling Warriors basketball where they live and die by the three? I highly doubt they're going to die in the Eastern Finals. Again, listening to Dare to Be Damien Talk Show and SoundCloud.com. But I'm looking forward to the NBA Finals when and if it ever happens. Wake me up when that happens. But again, I told you so. I called the Raptors getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. And again, stop running on the parade. And if you bet on me on that prediction, and again, kids, gambling is illegal and is only for entertainment purposes only, you'd be a rich man or woman right now. I don't bet, wink, wink, because again, that's for entertainment purposes. So let's enjoy these final postseason rounds that we have left in the NBA. And then the draft lottery is going to happen soon. And then we have the NBA draft, which, of course, as a Knicks fan, I have nothing to look forward to ever since the end of the season. But when the finals roll around, I'll be rooting for whoever comes out of the West to beat the Cavaliers. And yes, I'm hoping for the Cavaliers to at least win two games because they will hopefully have the whole band back together going up against the winner of the West. I know the better story is the repeat of last year's finals, but I'm tempted and hopeful to see KD and Russ going up against Cleveland uh, and seeing the evolution of Steven Adams as a pick-and-roll force, uh, Ines Cantor looking like a librarian mixed with uh, Herman Munster. So that's always nice. But again, it's the end of the NBA playoffs soon. Wake me up when the East is over. The West, I'll be glued to my TV. I'm sure you will be too. Again, let me know how you feel about baseball's unwritten rules and why is it that all these Gran Torino-type Clint Eastwood folks are complaining about a little sass and a little energy in baseball. I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. Let me know what you think. Damien.Gracia at gmail.com. Damien underscore Gracia at hotmail.com and at dare to be Damien on Twitter. I'll see you later on this week when me and the Marky Smark talk about the predictions of Extreme Rules, which I will be at. So I'm looking forward to that. See you later on the week, folks. Have a good one. Dare to be Damien. Talk shoe, SoundCloud.com.